Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. He was hardly the only professional body snatcher, or resurrection man as the press liked to call them in Washington, D.C. in the late 19th century, but he's definitely one of the most colorful, and his name lives on today. Welcome to Criminalia. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. Let's talk about a man named William M. Jansen, also known as Vigo Ross, Vigo Jansen, Vigo Jansen Ross, and sometimes even James Jardine. Jansen was a Danish immigrant who became one of the most famous or infamous body snatchers along the East Coast of the United States during the 19th century. He claimed to have had medical training in his native country, and some reports do refer to him as a talented practitioner, which seems to back up that claim. Maybe not. It is also said, though, that his alcoholism and not really any questions about his medical training was what kept him from practicing in the United States. 
But right now, we're not interested in either of those things, actually. What we do know at some point is Jansen, who was probably pronounced as Janssen in his native country, but it gets Americanized, so we're going with that. But he became known here as Jansen the Resurrectionist and even the Resurrection King. Jansen was a professional body snatcher who dug up graves and burial grounds around Washington, D.C. and sold the stolen corpses to local medical colleges and universities. And because there were several medical schools in Washington, the city became a kind of hub for such activity. He's also known to have said there was no better business to be in for making money. Courses in anatomy and dissection were prerequisites for all new medical students, and as enrollment grew, that requirement spurred the demand for bodies. And with an increase in demand came an increase in price. The city had a finite number of corpses to be disinterred, and each corpse was a hot commodity. According to one account, a local doctor who became a professional resurrectionist claimed that it was pretty standard to receive upwards of $100 per body sold, or about half that if the market was overloaded. You should take those numbers with a grain of salt, though. There's a different account of the profession that stated that bodies would be sold for about $20 to local medical schools or hospitals for research purposes. And a completely different report uh, says that the price for corpses typically ranged from $15 to $25. In Washington at the time, unskilled laborers could expect to make a couple of dollars a day, so you can see how body snatching would be pretty lucrative work regardless of which of the aforementioned price points is the most accurate. And any of these numbers are actually pretty good money for someone plying the body trade in the late 19th century. Jansen's exact years in operation are a little bit fuzzy, but he was absolutely operating in the 1880s. Thomas Dwight, an American physician, anatomist, teacher, and the person known as the father of American forensic anthropology, was a critic of the resurrectionists. He spoke about the deplorable conditions of the trade and the immoral and unethical ways body snatchers made their money. We quote, Not only has the professional body snatcher flourished, but a new figure has arisen, the dealer in dead bodies who, either by theft or by corruption, is able to distribute them at a high rate of payment to colleges throughout the country. The history of the District of Columbia is, in this respect, a truly disgraceful one. We have had the demoralizing spectacle of some 500 students among several schools, almost under the shadow of the Capitol, dissecting bodies that everyone knew had been illegally obtained. While many medical professionals commented similarly on the sheer audacity of this work, they also supplied the money to keep that supply chain moving. Cadavers had become as indispensable to medicine as a surgeon's scalpel. Dissecting cadavers was important to understanding and learning human anatomy. But to be fair, no one found the dissection of human cadavers a pleasant undertaking. It was a necessary one. Scottish anatomist William Hunter said about it, quote, Anatomy is the basis of surgery. It informs the head, guides the hand, and familiarizes the heart to a kind of necessary inhumanity. Until the very end of the 19th century, the laws about grave robbing and body snatching were fairly lax in Washington, D.C. And by fairly lax, we mean there was no law against body snatching in the District of Columbia until the 1890s. As long as a resurrectionist left the victim's clothing and any other items behind, they couldn't be prosecuted for larceny. As a result, police who caught a body snatcher, even in the act of snatching a body, 
could only charge them with violation of some obscure or vaguely relevant law that brought about nothing more than a very minor penalty. Many resurrectionists in the city, though, took everything from the grave, which was a risky proposition. Although probably easier than undressing a dead body. For sure. We are going to take a break here for a word from our sponsor. And when we're back, we will talk about Jansen's first high-profile job and arrest. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their Brilliant Eye Brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie, and it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Listen, you listen to true crime podcasts. You know that the world can be dangerous and unpredictable and that there will unfortunately be people who want to hurt each other. And so it's kind of nice to get a little peace of mind by having a good home security system. Just take a few precautions. And I recommend looking at Simply Safe Home Security. I've had my home broken into in the past and it was a terrible feeling, even though nothing that bad really happened. Aside from an intruder, I just really like knowing that I have a security setup that lets me check in on my pets when I'm not home. That is a huge peace of mind giver when I am out traveling. Simply Safe sent me a whole home security system, and I was really, really impressed by the variety of indoor and outdoor cameras they offer. And the whole thing is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to Criminalia. Jansen's first big job wasn't his most famous job. Let's explain. Although he is best known for his work in the District of Columbia, William Jansen's first high-profile body-snatching job was in Baltimore, Maryland. That was in December of 1880, and Jansen was arrested for snatching the corpses of two women, Ann Carter and Jenny Smith, from the Baltimore Cemetery. But it wasn't because he was caught in the act of stealing these bodies. In fact, he was known to be pretty meticulous when it came to covering up his tracks. He was arrested after a relative of the deceased mother and daughter, a woman who was named Elizabeth Joyner, had a dream that their bodies had been stolen. She reported her dream to the authorities, and it turns out she was right. It's from reports of this case that we know Jansen's appearance. He was, quote, about five feet, eight inches high, large, robust frame, black hair, swarthy complexion, and with a countenance anything but open. He wore a long rubber coat, rubber boots, and heavy gloves to work. According to this same newspaper account, he also seemed to be perpetually drunk, possibly confirming the rumor we learned about him at the top of the episode. Of note, we also have learned so far this season that this seems to have been a kind of occupational hazard among body snatchers. One famous resurrectionist, and we won't name names because he's on our list of people to talk about this season, he's quoted as saying he kept a bottle on his bedside table just in case he woke up. Resurrectionists, also called ghouls in media reports from the time, were by nature a bold sort of person. You needed to be for the kind of job you were trying to pull off every night. But Jansen was bold, all caps on that. In Washington, D.C., in January of 1883, he snatched the body of Charles Shaw, a 19-year-old Black man who had been executed by hanging for the murder of his sister. He stole that body, and he sold it, and then he stole it a second time. And it all happened within 36 hours of Shaw's execution. According to reports by the Washington Post, Shaw had been buried in Potter's Field shortly after his death. Just in case you don't know that term, a Potter's Field is a public burial place for the poor, or for unknown persons, or for criminals. It was daytime when Shaw was interred, so not the typical time of day when a resurrection man would normally work. Part of their entire success was that they worked under cover of darkness and could hide their activities and their faces. But within an hour after Shaw's burial, Jansen was on the scene, exhuming the body in broad daylight. According to the Post, Jansen joked, quote, Go and get the wagon and I will hold him. He can't get away from me now. The reporter wrote, quote, No other man on earth would have had the nerve to enter a cemetery in broad daylight and exhume a corpse. What happened next wasn't typical for Jansen. Jansen felt he was cheated out of his share of profits during the sale of the corpse, which was to have been sold for $18. The details of what happened when Shaw's corpse was sold to Georgetown varies among local news reports, though. The first goes like this. 
Jansen sent his assistant to sell Shaw's body to Georgetown Medical School and expected him to return with payment. But medical students at Georgetown refused to pay Jansen's asking price, and his assistant returned with only half of the agreed rate. Jansen retaliated with a plan to steal the body back. The second goes like this. According to Jansen, he snatched Shaw's body in the company of a Dr. Crook, who was a physician at Georgetown Medical School. Upon being received at Georgetown, the corpse was placed on a dissecting board. As was customary, according to the Post, the physicians and students divvied up and auctioned off parts of the cadaver. This sounds horrifying, obviously, but it was apparently pretty common practice upon receiving a new corpse at a medical school. Different classes would be studying different parts of anatomy, so it it makes sense that they could use one corpse for multiple purposes. Shaw's arms and legs, for instance, are reported to have been sold for $3 each. When it came to the financial piece, Crook, it seemed to Jansen, ended up pocketing most, if not all, of the money. And Jansen, angry, actually told a Post reporter, quote, I will take that body out tonight if I am arrested in the attempt. It belongs to me. I got it, and I have not been treated right. Whichever details you prefer, one thing is sure. Jansen was upset over the treatment of the body and the treatment of himself, and he did return to Georgetown Medical to take it back. The story diverges a bit here again. According to the Washington Post, Jansen needed another person to help him transport the body and hired a man named John Mack for the job. Mack was a local hack or hackman that was a taxi driver at the time. For $2, according to Mack, or $5, according to Jansen, and a fresh bottle of whiskey, according to both accounts, Mack transported Jansen along with the cadaver to Friedman Hospital, which was very close to where you'll find present-day Howard University. Unfortunately, though, that bottle of whiskey was their downfall. Apparently, they traded and drank it at the same time because Mack was unable to complete the mission. He mistakenly took them to Columbian University's National Medical College, which is now George Washington Medical School. And that was about three miles away from the correct destination. By the time Jansen got them to Friedman, the sun was rising, and Mac had a change of heart. He left the scene as soon as they arrived and reported Jansen at the 2nd Precinct station on U Street, where he also turned Shaw's corpse over to the authorities. Jansen was arrested that same day and reportedly told the arresting officer, quote, I've been expecting you. I knew you would come. He was arrested and charged with transporting a human corpse through the streets without a permit, but he was convicted of malicious trespass. Three days later, he was sentenced to 11 months and 29 days in jail. During his time in jail, Jansen spoke openly to the press about his career claiming to have stolen and sold more than 200 bodies in Washington, D.C. and along the East Coast. It seems to have been a bit of a symbiotic relationship. The media loved a good story, and Jansen loved to talk to the media. He was friendly with several reporters at the Washington Post, and he really enjoyed giving interviews. We have already quoted him from a few that he gave. And he gave interviews as often as he could, it seems, boasting to the press about his exploits. Sometimes he tipped them off to a good body-snatching story. But it wasn't just for ego. Jensen also spoke at length defending his profession, explaining how important it was to not only the medical community, but also to the health of the community at large. 
When you learn about him, it becomes clear pretty quickly that Jansen liked the money and the media attention that he afforded as a body snatcher. But, by all accounts, Jansen also seemed to truly believe that the work he did as a resurrectionist was an important contribution to the advancement of medical science. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we will talk about Jansen's retirement from body snatching and what he was doing on stage at the Theater Comique. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk about William Jansen's change of career after his release from jail. So after he got out of jail, and perhaps it's speculated inspired by the increasing legislation regarding body snatching, 
Jansen retired from his resurrectionist career. There's also some speculation that maybe he just lost interest, but there is also speculation that he could no longer do the work because he had become too well-known. In 1884, Jansen reportedly borrowed funds from Judge Henry Hilton, American jurist and businessman, and attempted to reinvent his career. He would become a lecturer about himself. And it would be a series about his legendary career. On May 18th that year, he made his dramatic debut at the Theater Comique, which is a popular vaudeville theater in northwest Washington, D.C., less than a mile from the White House. The theater's motto was, A feast awaits you fit for royalty at plebeian prices. And they welcomed the Resurrection King to their stage. This show is described as half lecture and half demonstration of the life of a body snatcher. Jansen set the tone with his audience by saying, quote, No one respects a dead person more than I do, but some respect is due to the living. He suffered from stage fright and attendance was sparse. In fact, we think he may have performed for just one night, but accounts vary on that. The show went like this. Jansen spoke about the scientific and medical benefits of his work, and he closed with a bit of a reenactment or kind of a pantomime of his work, which included an assistant to act as a stand-in for a corpse and several piles of soil on the stage. But Jansen's assistant was ticklish and burst into laughter every time he was picked up. No one wants a laughing corpse. The Washington Post's theater critic reported Jansen spoke inaudibly, and his thick Danish accent was difficult to understand. He also suggested Jansen sneak chnips of alcohol throughout his act, among jeers and catcalls from the audience who yelled things like, What kind of show is this, anyway? It was a flop, is what it was. Local Washington residents, it's reported in historical records, actually raised funds to get Jansen to leave their city. And we don't hear much about him over the next three years of his life. He does surface outside of Washington, though. According to the New York Times, he worked as an attendant at what was known as the Ward's Island Lunatic Asylum, located in the northern end of the East River between Manhattan and Queens. In October of 1887, according to a brief published in the Washington Post, Jansen died with, quote, starvation staring him in the face in a, quote, 15-cent lodging house on Pearl Street in New York City. His cause of death was a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Depending on which rough estimate you choose to believe, Jansen was probably between 40 and 50 years old when he died. If it seems like we've talked a lot about Jansen and the Washington Post reporters, we have, and that's because he loved talking to them about himself. True or not, most of the stories were likely produced or at least inflated by a sensationalistic press, local cops looking to be quoted, or, of course, Jansen himself. The Post printed many articles covering his career as a resurrectionist in Washington, D.C., as well as his brief appearance on stage, and the paper published a long obituary eulogizing him upon his death. Some have come to view their farewell to him as a farewell to resurrectionists in general and their business of providing medical schools with teaching tools. From it, we quote, The king of ghouls is dead. He was born to be a grave robber and followed his trade by instinct. He was proud, strange to say, of his work and gloried in doing it in a systematic, scientific way. He did not belong to that class of grave robbers who steal bodies for ransom, but simply sought to supply medical colleges with subjects for dissection. 
It continues that he was, quote, most happy in the companionship of corpses and that he, quote, grimly lamented his inability to rob his own grave because no one could do such things as well. Jansen's death, which happened around the same time as new legislation regarding body snatching for medical purposes and enforcement of that legislation, is often considered the end of traditional body snatching in the United States. In 1902, the Anatomical Board of the District of Columbia was established by Act of Congress, 15 years after Jansen's death. That board was made up of members from each medical school in the city, plus a public health officer, and medical representatives from the Army and Navy. The board's business was to see that unclaimed dead bodies were distributed for medical purposes among medical and dental schools on the basis of each school's enrollment each year. And with that, the professional resurrectionist was closed for business in Washington, D.C. So, Holly. Yes. I've prepared some embalming fluid. Have you? Yes. Tell me about okay. what's in it. This, the second I started looking at this story, there was only one thing that I wanted to call this drink. And it is the ticklish assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that detail about his stage performance. It's fantastic. And so I thought about what would work in that way and the mention of whiskey. So I knew whiskey had to be in it. And I wanted something with bubbles, but I didn't want to do a champagne cocktail because I've done a few of those mm -hmm. lately. I came up with something that shares DNA with a few different cocktails. And I uh, accidentally made something glorious. Um, <laughs> It has a lot of ingredients, but they're pretty basic. Nothing is too crazy or off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. You're going to start by putting a sprig of fresh rosemary into your cocktail shaker and just give it a press with your muddler. You don't have to like muddle muddle it. You're just breaking the surface of those fronds so that the flavor and the oils can join the party that's about to happen. Because then you're going to add to that three quarters of an ounce of lemoncello, so your lemon liqueur. Three quarters of an ounce of whiskey. I'm going to leave this to the drinker. I used Irish whiskey. That tends to be my favorite. And then three quarters of an ounce of gin. So it's a heavy hitter. You can scale it up if you really want a mamma jamma of a drink. <laughs> you could do one ounce, one ounce, one ounce. But like, keep in mind, this is a lot of alcohol. And then as an optional, you can add a splash of simple syrup or vanilla syrup. It depends on whether or not you want sweet. That limoncello is already going to add some sweetness to it. And then you add a drop of liquid smoke. One drop, that's all you need, to give it an interesting flavor and, and kind of expansive, smoky edges. And then one egg white. Oh, it's an egg white drink. <laughs> it's an egg white drink. You don't have to include the egg white, yeah. but I highly recommend it. So then you have your egg white, and then you're just going to shake this thing like hell. Like a minimum of 15 seconds, because... You really want that egg white to get nice and frothy. You can shake it with ice if you want, but it won't get as frothy. I like to shake it without ice. That's just me. And then you will strain it over ice. This is different from some other eggy drinks because you don't always strain. You're going to lose some egg white in the process. That is okay. That's by design. Because what we want to create and what we will create is a very delicate and airy froth that's on top of this thing. So. When you pour it in, you may not even see that it has a whole lot of that frothy mm -hmm. head to it. But then you're going <laughs> to pour 
a couple ounces of ginger ale onto it. And that egg white kind of blooms into this beautiful cloud that is very airy. It's almost meringue-like in how airy it is. And there's a little bit of stiffness to it, but not too much. And then just garnish that biz with a sprig of rosemary and you're off to the races. (laughs) Oh, no, it's so good. And it doesn't taste like any of the alcohol. (laughs) Oh, so it's one of those. (laughs) A little dangerous in that regard. It's three different kinds of alcohol going together. If you scale it up, please be careful. Drink responsibly always. But um, yeah, it's one of those things that like some of the other drinks that exist in the world where there's a lot of alcohol, but they somehow all mask one another. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, this doesn't taste like alcohol. And you have a couple while you're sitting and talking and then you get up and you go, "Uh oh, it has that effect. So <laughs> just be careful. The mocktail is also delicious, but of course, a good bit different because <laughs> we're not including three kinds of right. alcohol. <laughs> it's a little change. <laughs> so you will once again... In a shaker, press your rosemary sprig as you did above. You have an option here. You can either go with two ounces of cold coffee, or if you want to do a little bit of a combo, you can do like an ounce of cold coffee and an ounce of cold herbal tea of your choosing. This is where I feel like a chrysanthemum tea might be really lovely. And then you're going to add an ounce of lemon juice. And to this, you do want to sweeten it because you're not doing a liqueur that has sugar. So Add like a half an ounce, a quarter to a half an ounce of simple or vanilla syrup, that same drop of liquid smoke, that same egg white. Shake it and pour it and top it and garnish it like you would the cocktail. And once again, it gets that beautiful frothy top to it. It's so pretty. It's so delicious. (sighs) (laughs) This is like one that I was like, this is not going to work. And then it did. And I felt like a magician. Yay. And that's the ticklish assistant. So it has some bubbles, which I associate with ticklishness. And it will tickle your palate in a way that might surprise you. Because it really, you're like, I can't taste gin or whiskey. I get lemon and I get the ginger ale. No. And then you feel it. (laughs) Tricky and ticklish. Yeah. That was a really fun one to make. I was so pleasantly delighted with how it came out. We hope that if you try this, you also enjoy it. Like I said, I tried not to put anything too kooky or unexpected or hard to find on it. Just all the alcohol. Just Just use those scraps of whiskey and gin you have lying around. This is a good thing. I used to sometimes do this because often like, you know, if we'll have a party or something, people will bring alcohol as a gift. And sometimes it's not always like your spirit of choice, right? I, I don't really drink that much whiskey. Gin is hit or miss. Right. Yeah. But if you have one that you're not in love with, this is a good way to use it in a, a really delicious way and make something wonderful with it. Try new things. I'm a big fan of always trying new things. You should always play with your food and drink in the best way. This one sounds delicious. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Even with the egg white, I, you know, I will do it. You can leave the egg white off. You'll just get the bubbles from the ginger ale and not that beautiful, foamy, bubbly top to it. And of course, egg white, like you always want to be careful. Eggs are raw food at that point. And particularly anyone who is pregnant needs to be very careful with that. Anyone with any other immunity issues, you want to be very careful. But if you're into the egg, I love an eggy cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have beautiful egg yolk that you can use to make really wonderful dressings or something for a meal later. Listen, use use all the parts of the whale. Um, <laughs> we hope that if you make this one, you have fun doing it. 
And we also want to make sure we thank you once again for spending this time with us this week. Our resurrectionist party going on over here. There will be more embalming fluid next week and another resurrectionist right here on Criminalia. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.